This is Caps PA announcer Wes Johnson, and you're listening to Both the Pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of What the Puck. It is a Washington Capitals podcast, which means it's a podcast about your 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Thank you all for listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Well, um, it's been a it's been like a bummer season so far. We've been down, and we've been thinking, man, what's going to happen? These this team isn't going to make the playoffs. God, what's going on? And then the Caps start to get healthy, and they it looks like they may actually be riding the ship, coming off of a winning streak right now, on a very long road trip where they came home and coming then off went, of yeah, they went right back that to Canada. It, that implies it ended. Right. Well, it's over now. I mean, they got a lot of home games. I don't want it to end. (laughs) But they uh, went to Canada, then they came home, and now they went back to Canada again. So uh, you think you could have fit that little trip into Winnipeg while you were up there in the Great White North, but no, heading right back to uh, to the Great White North is what they did. But joining me as always to talk all things Capitals, my buddy, he's under the weather, Coach Dan, what's going on, man? How you doing? You feeling okay? I'm doing all right. I got a bit of a, a cold flu type thing going on here, so my voice is going to sound a little bit more uh, uh, scratchy, I guess. You might hear some coughing here and there, but I'm going to power through, much like the players do at this part of the season. I'm going to well, push through it. We, we hope clearly you... my having a cold is the same thing as their injuries. <laughs> we hope you're feeling good and better soon. Hopefully uh, this doesn't stick with you too long. There's something going around, everybody. So just everybody out there, please be safe uh, when you're out in public and, you know, do what you, you got to do. Because yeah, we've been wearing masks for like three years. So now that everyone's going unmasked and everything, like everybody I know is getting sick. So let's talk a little bit about this Caps team, this winning Caps team. Is that is that the first time we're saying that this year? It seems as if some players are coming back and the Caps are uh, are feeling the love and they're they're riding the ship. Things are looking good in Caps world right now. Oh God, it's it's good because if anything, I was just tired of talking about how they were terrible. Like that was just getting repetitive. Our shows were getting shorter and shorter because we're like, yep, still suck. <laughs> this is terrible. We're not making the playoffs. Like this is what's gonna happen. But you know what? I'll take it. Four-game winning streak. I mean, the last time they lost was back on December 3rd against Calgary. Like you said, they went out, they beat Philly, they've beaten Seattle, Winnipeg. I mean, these are these are games that Winnipeg, I think, if I saw this or, or heard this on Caps this morning correctly, Winnipeg is pretty dominant at home. And uh, Caps went in and just beat them up. I mean, the first period is even, what, second period, they scored four unanswered goals. It's pretty impressive. Uh, and this is a team that, you know, maybe starting to gel a little bit. And, you know, I know they've had a lot of injuries. We've talked a lot, a plenty about that. Um but it looks like they finally are starting to come together and finding a lineup that works. And some of their guys are starting to get healthy and are coming back. Although it seems like every time someone comes back, someone else goes down uh, as we have some more injuries to talk about. But uh, yeah, I mean, this has been a pretty good, pretty good. Uh, what has it been a week? It's been oh, calendar wise. It's been today would be a week uh, since the uh, winning streak started. Well, I mean, I'm very happy with what I'm seeing. We're seeing, uh, improvements all around on this team. Uh, Dmitry Orlov made his triumphant return on Sunday in Winnipeg. Uh, Alex Ovechkin still looking fantastic. But I, I want to start the big news to me, at least. Uh, Charlie Lindgren 
in goal has been absolutely fantastic. He he's earned the NHL's first star of the week uh, awards. And um, are we back to a goalie controversy right now? Charlie Lindgren came in knowing he was the backup and is really showing off and he's doing well. And like I said, since we've seen him here, he's reminded me of being very Holtby-esque. And that's what I'm seeing from Charlie Lindgren is that he's just doing absolutely phenomenal work. And I don't know, Darcy Kemper, when he gets healthy, it doesn't seem like he's going to be out for too long. He's not like in a a different color jersey at practice or whatever. But I don't know. Do you stick with the hot hand in Charlie Lindgren and just kind of let Darcy – back him up uh no I mean I think you've brought in Kemper to be your guy you want him to be your number one he certainly was playing well enough to be the number one I think this is the difference between last year and this year is that they have a a, a good backup who's playing really well right now and who the the players are playing really well for and helping him out uh and he's earned I mean he's now the NHL announced today that he is the uh he was named the league's first star of the week he went 4-0 with an nine sorry 0.949 save percentage and a 1.5 GAA I mean these are incredible stats uh, and that's what you want when your your main goalie goes down you want your backup to come in and do really well and that's what Lindgren has been doing and this is what this team needs we've talked enough about Samsonov and Vanacek and how they didn't do well and you know they're doing really well now for their teams in, in New Jersey or I guess we're gonna stick with their uh, in Toronto and New Jersey respectively uh, but I wonder if part of the problem last year was that it was just two young guys. Like, if you had Lindgren and Samsonov, like, would that have been different for him or, or, or Vanacek and Samsonov? Like, I just wonder if that would have been a little bit different instead of being more of a competition. It's like, hey, we want you to be our number one, but we've got this guy who can come in and fill in from time to time. Like, would that have made a difference last year? I don't know. But I think the fact is they have set roles for set uh, for certain players right now. And that allows Lindgren to come in knowing he's the backup, that when he's called upon, he can come in and do a really good job. So props to him, and he got rewarded for it. Do they get, like, a little trophy or something? Like, a little thing that's sent to, like, what's it called now? It's not Kettler. Medstar or whatever? Medstar, Capitals Iceplex, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, does he get a little thingy he can, like, put up on his mantle at home, being the NHL's, you know, he's get a little little plastic or little glass star with his name on it. He gets a gold star. They don't uh, they should do that. That that is that that's you know what? Puts I know you're fridge. joking, but that seems like legitimately something the NHL would do. So like <laughs> in Europe in, in in European football, you know, if you're named the player of the week or whatever, you get like a little trophy. Like a little thing, you know, it's nice to have. I think you get to keep it, I would imagine. They should do that. You know, if you're named one of these guys, you get like a little thing. I think that would be nice. I mean, it is the holiday season. You think they could get him like a gold star for his Christmas tree or like an ornament or something? That would be nice. No, right? Like I don't know. I feel like that'd be cool. You know, each you know a player. The problem I imagine would be like getting it to the teams in time, and so like having to work out those logistics because like I imagine they make the selections on like a Sunday for who's Monday, or make the announcements on Monday for the prior week, and then it's like how do we get that to them in time? So I don't know. That's that's their problem to figure out. I just think it would be cool. If, like, every time a player got nominated or something like that, or you get, like, a monthly one, it's different. But, like, you know, the, the weekly awards could be a little something they could, you know, take home. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dmitry Orlov coming back was was really good to see. Um, you know, I'm not a huge Orlov That's fan. That's your boy. But, but obviously he does really well when he's there. It, he's, a, I guess, a locker room leader, a veteran of the team now. 
So I think all of them were really happy to see him back. Um, but like you said, with guys like Orlov coming back, there were some injuries and one from this past Friday, which uh, I feel really bad for Alex Alexiev because it seemed like he was finally getting his footing. It seemed like he was finally feeling comfortable at the NHL level and he gets taken out by a uh, an elbow to the head, which I mean, the second I saw it, I'm like, well, that player's getting a call from the NHL this weekend. I, I think he's going to enjoy the uh, press box for a couple games, and we'll talk about that uh, around the NHL. But really unfortunate to see uh, Alex Alexiev taken out. And with concussions, I don't think anybody really knows when he'll be back. It, it, it depends on the person, really. Yeah, I, it's not even the first time we've heard that this season where a player's been starting to come along well and then he, they get hurt. Look at Beck Malinston. Just took a slap shot. and it, What was he fracturing his wrist or something or something? I think it was yeah, his wrist or, yeah or wrist yeah and so you know this is just the season of this team getting like freak injuries and th- not freak but like things are just happening you know you talk about orlov coming back well we got orlov back but then we lose alexia and then gustafson goes down and so it's like you know this team can't win every time they get someone back they lose someone else and, and gustafson so they, that called... was just that was in practice right he just like was practicing yeah. and then just left the ice he was like oh that doesn't feel right and so he went down and so the team recalled Lucas Johansson and uh, Dylan McElrath, whose nickname apparently is The Undertaker. Well, I'm not messing with that guy. That's a solid name. I don't know why that's his nickname, but I'm sure there's a very violent reason for that. And so, you know, they're, they, they, I think Johansson came in and played well. And they were able to get that win against Winnipeg. But this team has got no luck when it comes to injuries this season. Like, all right, we're starting to get healthy. Nope, there go three other dudes. And, like, <laughs> I imagine the training room – at MedStar is like real crowded. They're like, I imagine like the head trainer dude. I don't know who his name is, but he's looking around the room, going, "We need to put some more beds in here." Like, he's like, you know, I need a raise. I'm working overtime with these guys. Everyone's hurt. We need to hire some more dudes. We need to. We need a bigger room. Like, I'm out <laughs> of space. Well, uh, speaking about the injury front as well, it seems as if Willie Baby and Nick Backstrom. Both traveled with the team, and this is the first time that they have traveled with the team for an away game. Of course, we don't know the timetable when they'll be back, but I, I got to take it as a very good sign that this they went with the team to work out and to practice before the game. So uh, Wilson at least was seen still in a non-contact jersey, but for them to invest in these guys to actually fly them to Winnipeg just to practice and then have a really nice seat and some pretzels and popcorn in the press box, um, good sign for what's to come for these for these players, I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, if, if this is the part of the season where they're going to get all the injuries and stuff out of the way, like, fine, go nuts. I mean, there was talk of how this team has to play – I forget the exact number, but it was like they got to play really good hockey. Uh, you know, it was like top 10 team in the league or something like that the rest of the way to make the playoffs or something, something dramatic but realistic in terms of how they had to play. And they're doing it right now. So, you know, what we were complaining about before in terms of like injuries are going down and players weren't stepping up. Well, now we're seeing the opposite. We are seeing players step up and they need to continue doing that. Uh, and that's why you appreciate a guy like a Charlie Lindgren who can step up when your your top goalie is out. You appreciate that other people are putting the puck in the net and playing well. And that has to continue. And you got some of these young guys like Alexi Protus that are continuing to develop. And then you hope a guy like Alex Alexiev can come back. And, and the problem is when everyone comes back, does is there really a spot for him? Um, but given the fact that, like, uh, everyone except for John Carlson and Lucas Johansson right now 
on the defensive side are free agents after the season, either restricted or unrestricted, like there's going to be room for someone from the minors to come up and be like, this is my spot now. You know, I have to imagine they're going to resign Favari. They're going to re- where's he on this list? Oh, there he is. They're going to resign him. They're going to resign Alexiev. But like both those guys, I could obviously Favari, but like I could see Alexiev in DC full time next season, consider if he has a good camp. You know, he was really settling in, and so I hope he gets another opportunity, just not at the expense of someone else being injured. Something else that's kind of happened this week that we don't really see very often: um, a penalty shot. I can't remember the last time the Capitals had a penalty shot, and it was really fun watching the game. I was at home, and I'm watching it, and, uh, you know, we've got uh, Joe B and Locker, and Locker got so excited on the call. He goes, that's a penalty. That's a penalty shot right there. That's what that is. That's a penalty shot. Like, you can tell, like, he doesn't get to call these very often, and he was having a good time, and we got to see a penalty shot, and luckily, Marcus Johansson got one to go in. I don't remember penalty shot. Like, I feel like – I don't remember – I can't remember one – I feel like I saw them score one in person, but it was back in the early days of the like Ovechkin era, uh, or even maybe before that. But I honestly can't recall a penalty shot last year. I feel like there was one, but I can't like remember it. Yeah, I can't remember one in, in the in the recent past or anything like that. I feel like it's been a very long time since there's been a penalty shot. I don't know. I feel like players a little bit more disciplined when they're around their their own goaltender they know what to do because they don't want to give up a penalty shot but it's kind of rare like my ears perked up and maybe look up from my phone when I heard penalty shot and I'm like oh cool let's see what's going to happen here because it to me it's kind of rare it's like finding a a Chase Funko pop in the wild (laughs) those are those are a rarity in that regards I uh yeah, no, I mean, that was pretty crazy to see that happen. It was, it was nice of uh, uh, good for him to score it because I always feel like it's a bit unfortunate when you get that opportunity to get a penalty shot and then you miss. And maybe part of it being like being shootouts now is the way some games end. It kind of has ruined the – not ruined, but lessened the excitement of a penalty shot, I guess is one way to put it. I don't know. So it looks like 2019 was the last time the Capitals had a penalty shot, and that was Carl Hagelin. It looks like maybe Nick Dowd had one in 2019 where he actually did get a goal. This is a very odd uh, chart here. It's very simple, but it's it's kind of cool. Telling you like the entire list, going back to 74, of all the penalty shots for, for the Capitals. But it looks like Nick Dowd got one in 2019. But, yeah, wild uh, wild to see. I love seeing it. It's really fun. Yeah, because they're just so rare. You never see a penalty shot anymore. But, anyway, anything else we should talk about here in Caps World? Oh, I'm sure there's. So, oh, yeah, Backstrom and uh, Tom Wilson traveling with the team for the first time this season. So nice to see those guys are potentially getting a little bit closer, a little bit more normalcy uh, for them. It'd be nice to have them back. I think Wilson's probably coming up on his uh, his return date sometime between, what, middle of December and January, I think what they said. So hopefully we'll see him back playing. I'm waiting for that, the non, that, that non-contact jersey. I want him to show up at practice in a red sweater Ready to go. I mean, once that once that color changes, you know all the reporters are going to be talking about it on Twitter. So where does he go into the lineup? I mean, you put him right. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's top line Tom. You got to give him a little bit of time. So I would guess maybe go third line to just get his feet wet. I mean, so do you bump Marcus Johansson down to the fourth line or Anthony Mantha? Do you move Milano out of the lineup? I mean, do you move Oshie down? Well, he's to the he's a righty, isn't he? Line? Yeah. 
So, he, so would, like, he would have to be on the right side. So he would it would be Connor Sheary, TJ Oshie, Anthony Mantha, or Garnet Hathaway you'd have to bump. It's not going to be Sheary. Him and Ovechkin are... are They're doing well. Ovechkin, Strom, Sheary line is doing quite well. Yeah. I don't know if you want to mess with Milano, Kuznetsov, and Oshie. So is it Johansson, Eller, Mantha? Do you flip one of them over to the left side? And then who's get, who's going up to the press box? My guess would be Alexi Protis, which is disappointing considering he needs to play. Um... I mean, it's a good problem to have. It's just, a, it's a, it's, it is what it is. Looking at the lines right now, if it's me, I put Tom Wilson on the third, centered by Lars Eller. You move Anthony Mantha over to the left side because I said it in weeks past, Mantha, Tom Wilson together were a great duo. I'd like seeing them last year. You move Mojo down to the fourth line, and yeah, you sit Protus up in the into the uh, press box, um, which again, like you do want to see him, you, you do want to see him out on the ice as much as possible, but kind of like what we're seeing with Connor McMichael in the AHL level. Connor McMichael's on fire right now for the Hershey Bears. He's doing absolutely phenomenal work. I don't say I don't say send Protus to Hershey. Maybe you, you do like a swap. Protus down, Connor McMichael up, but that means somebody's losing some ice time because they're sitting in the press box. But maybe to keep everybody fresh, you swap them every every couple games. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. I think that's a good way of keeping guys from getting hurt is not overworking them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, on a little bit of Caps news, Lars Eller played in his 900th game on Sunday against Winnipeg. So congratulations to him. That is a ton of games. When you think of it, it's only 82 regular season games. To get to 900, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it means you're not hurt that often as well, too, which is good. It means you're durable. We like that. What? That is very true, sir. So wait, when they have let's, – let's go a little sort of on subject but a little tangent here. If they get Backstrom and Wilson back, right, and those are their big, let me double check. Those are their big forward injuries right now, right? Everyone else, and I imagine when Beck Mallison comes back, he goes back to Hershey, and that's just it's a, a numbers game at that point. Even though he was playing quite well, um, you get Wilson back, you get Kemper, ba- I mean Kemper, Backstrom back. Connor Brown's that back till next season, so we don't have to, we don't have to worry about that. We worry about that next year. Oh, he's also an unrestricted free agent, so that'll be interesting to see if they decide to re-sign him. Um, Hagelin, I doubt we have to worry about. So, like, you get Backstrom back, right? You get Wilson. We're talking about Protus as up in the press box. Johansson goes to the fourth line. Backstrom comes back. Who's being taken out of the lineup? Like, that's my question, right? Like, which guy is going to go sit so he can play? And I don't think it's as simple as being like, well, you know, it's Milano because he's uh, I don't know. He's played enough in the NHL. He's not really like a, a young guy, but like he's also back from, you know, you put him back at the center spot. Whose spot is he taking? Strom's, Kuznetsov's, Ellers, or Dowd's? Are any of those guys versatile enough that they could go play on the wing? Uh, Strom, probably. But even then, again, who are you taking out of the lineup? I guess it would be Milano or Johansson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be. But I like oh. what Milano's doing. I mean, 10 points in 18 games. Oh, believe me, I'm impressed with Milano, too. Like a couple more goals, three and eighteen games. I'd like that number to be a little higher. But so I, I was I was hanging out with some people uh, on on Friday at uh, Das Beer Hall up in Baltimore here, and um, they didn't have the Caps game on originally, so I was watching it on my phone, and then they put it on one of the TVs. It was really nice of them. But um, one of my girlfriend's friends is a big Hershey Bears fan, and uh, him and uh, his significant other actually pay for AHL TV. They don't watch the Capitals, but they do watch uh, every Hershey Bears game. And he was like, oh, you do a Caps podcast. What do you think of uh, Milano? 
and I said, oh, I love the guy. I think he's doing absolutely phenomenal. He's like, I was so sad he left the Bears to go up, but it made sense he was doing so well. Uh, he says that they call him the Cookie Monster because his last name is Milano. I didn't know that was his nickname. Oh, that's a good one. And maybe that might that's just be good... my this this person's nickname for him. Maybe that's not a team official nickname, but solid nickname if they want to steal that from this guy. Yeah, that is. I mean, that is a good one. Cookie Monster, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know who they bet who not they bench. But like maybe there's more of a rotation. Like my guess would be um Eller. Whether it's moving him uh back or out. Like I just I don't know. That's a problem for them to have to figure out when he comes back. But you know, I don't know if you just shove him back into the top um top six. So I mean it'll be an when- interesting problem to see. When he does come back, if he does come back, because we still don't know if he will be back, but if he does come back, I also think that you ease him in, and maybe unlike Tom Wilson, who you start on a third line, maybe Backstrom starts on a third line but then doesn't play maybe the next one or two games. So you're going to have to keep these guys fresh and keep uh, uh, Eller there or, or have him sit a game, Backstrom's in, and then Backstrom sits a game. I don't know how this is working because, I mean, it's a hip. Hips, you know, they're very difficult to heal, and – a lot of people don't come back from them at all, but we'll see. It's a good problem to have. And again, like you said, I mean, I kind of feel like Eller's the odd man out because you don't want to mess up the Nick Dowd Garnet Hathaway pairing because the two of them, they were like journeymen. Wasn't it the COVID year? They never missed a game together. They were constantly on that fourth line. That fourth line didn't change. It was them and uh, Haglin. Like the, the three of them, it didn't matter what when the game was, where it was, whatever. The three of them played every single game together. So I don't know. I don't know if you want to mess up that that duo. The pairings like that are very important in hockey. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's going to be an interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the decision is and who they decide to to put up in the press box, or whether it's more of a rotation. Good problems to have for the Capitals, I guess. Not if you're a player and want to play, but <laughs> good for the organization to have that kind of issue. But anything else going on in Caps world? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered it. All right, well, let's go down on the farm. All right, everybody, here we go. We're going down on the farm. We are talking Hershey Bears and South Carolina Stingrays. Coach Dan, what's going on down on the farm? Let's start in Hershey, where the Bears went 2-0-1 with wins over Bridgeport and Cleveland. They're currently first in the Atlantic Division with 37 points, two up on second-place Providence. And they'll be back at it with back-to-back away games in Wilkes-Barre Scranton starting on Friday before hosting Lehigh Valley on Sunday. In other Bears news, goalie Clay Stevenson stopped 25 of 27 shots in his AHL debut on Saturday, when the Bears defeated Cleveland 3-2, so congratulations to him on his first win. Down in South Carolina, the Stingrays went 1-1 with a win over Greenville. They're currently third in the South Division with 26 points, three back of first place Florida. Now they'll be back at it on Wednesday in Atlanta before hosting Savannah on Saturday at the North Charleston Coliseum. They then host Greenville on Sunday, and then it's back to Atlanta next Tuesday. That's what's going on down on the farm. All right, well, go Bears, go Stingrays. Now let's go around the NHL and beyond. (laughs) 
right, everybody, here we go. We're going around the NHL and beyond. I told Coach Dan before the show, this might be like half of our show because there is so much going on in this section of news. And uh, unfortunately, we got to talk about some suspensions because of what happened on Friday with the Capitals. But Coach Dan, catch us up. What's going on around the NHL and beyond? I'm a little disappointed in everybody. I mean, they were doing really well. We went a couple of weeks, no suspensions, no fines. Made it quite a while with everyone behaving themselves, but it wasn't meant to be. We had three suspensions since we last talked. The most notable one for Caps fans is that Seattle's Jamie Oleksiak was suspended three games for an illegal check to the head on the Caps' Alexander Alexiev from this past Friday's game. Buffalo's Jeff Skinner was suspended for three games for high-sticking Pittsburgh's Jake Gensel. And Toronto's Pierre Engvall was suspended for high... You know, I didn't put the number of games. He was only suspended for one game for high-sticking L.A.'s Sean Dersey. For a second consecutive year, the Washington Capitals will host a stop in the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association's Secret Dream Gap Tour. The PWHPA will play four games of the tour from March 4th to the 5th at MedStar Capitals Iceplex as part of the Capitals' PWHPA Showcase. Showcase will serve as the final weekend of the PWHPA regular season prior to the playoffs, with each team playing one game on March 4th and another on March 5th. More than 40 Team USA and Team Canada Olympians will be part of the tour. They're doing great work. I, I, I love what they're doing. This is awesome. Uh, great to uh, to take some, some young women that uh, are in, you know, high school or grade school learning how to skate that are maybe interested in hockey. This is a good chance for them to see some uh, great athletes, some great hockey action, and meet some Olympians. Pretty cool. That's awesome. The rivalry series between the national women's teams of the U.S. and Canada continues on Thursday at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, Nevada. Currently, the U.S. leads this year's series 3 to nothing. Game 4 is at 7 p.m. on Thursday at the Dollar Loan Center, and Game 5 is December 19th at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. It's just weird it's not called the Staples Center anymore. Yeah, Crypto.com Arena doesn't have the same ring, does it? No, not at all. The USA is one win away from clinching the seven-game series. And finally, the U.S. Junior Select team lost to Canada West in a 5-3 decision in its opening preliminary round game of the 2022 World Junior A Challenge at the Cornwall Civic Complex in Ontario this past Saturday. Now, the U.S. player of the game was Cole Knubel, whose name may sound familiar to Caps fans, as he is the son of former Caps player Mike Knubel. Yeah, oh, so I was cool. I was looking up this stuff um, as we're getting ready for the show, and I'm like, is this does this have to do with the World Junior team? Because we knew there was camp coming up, and maybe there was like a preliminary thing. But this is like I think it's even younger than like the World Junior level is what we're just talking about. I'm it's reading, toddlers, it's toddlers. That are <laughs> but I'm reading through it, and I'm like, Cole Knubel, could that be? No, that can't be. And I'm looking through it, and I'm like. Sure enough, Dad Mike Knubel, and I'm like, oh my God, that's Mike Knubel's kid. Good for him. That's awesome. Growing up and following his dad's footsteps. Very cool. Uh, maybe we'll see him on on a World Junior team uh, in the future. But very cool. Good for Mike Knubel and uh, good for Cole Knubel doing well. Getting the what was it the U.S. Um, was it U.S. Player of the Game. Good for him. Congratulations to him. That's the news from the past week in the NHL and beyond. 
All right, Coach Dan, is that it for the show? Are you ready to curl back up into bed now? Yeah, man, I got to go make some more tea, get some more cough drops. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you want to continue the conversation with Coach Dan or I, you can. It's real easy. All you have to do is tweet to either one of us. You can tweet to me at Brando Cash. Coach Dan, where can people tweet to you at? Is it weird that right now Milano is trending on Twitter? Really? Because of us? Oh, you know why? It's No, it's no. Not, the show's not even out yet. <laughs> no, not because of Sonny Milano. It's, it, I guess it's like the tweets that like are trending things that makes like are for me. It's because of Matt Milano, because he lit up the dude on the uh, on the Jets yesterday. Oh, you see, I thought like Guardians of the Galaxy three news was coming out, and it was like the huh. ship. So I was a little Ooh. bummed. That'd have been cool. They, I mean, yeah. they hey, they released the trailer. Was that a week ago? A week and a half ago? Oh yeah, they did. I still haven't watched the holiday special. I still need to do that. Oh, that was good. Uh, very silly, but good, and it was silly in a good way. Uh, definitely check that out. But anyway, somehow that's finding me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dad. It's where I talk about uh, Caps hockey as well as Arsenal Football Club, the World Cup. Uh, pretty Some pretty crazy games. Congratulations to Morocco on being the first African country to be in the quarter. No, I'm sorry, the semifinals of a World Cup. So that's pretty awesome. They had a very good game um, this past weekend defeating Portugal. And so you can also find me on there talking about the Bills, the Commanders. Why hasn't Snyder sold the team already? Like, let's fast track this thing. Get him out of there. Every time more news comes out about him, it's worse and worse. And I don't, it makes the NFL look awful. Anyways, that's finding me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan. But hey, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash whatthepuckpod. It's where we post when new shows are coming out, as well as all sorts of other things related to the Washington Capitals, Hershey Bears, South Carolina Stingrays. And Hershey Cubs and other things related to the National Hockey League. That's Facebook.com slash what the puck pod. But Brandon, I was talking about the NFL and some other teams. But if uh, anybody listening to this happens to be a fan of a certain purple clad team based out of Baltimore, is there another podcast they should listen to? That's right. You can check out my other podcast called The Call. It's a Baltimore Ravens podcast. This week, my buddy Josh and I will be talking all things Ravens beating the Steelers. They, uh, they lost to the Steelers four games in a row. The losing streak is over. They are victorious with a third-string QB in Steel Country, in Pittsburgh. Can I ask you a Ravens question? Sure. Who's their quarterback next season? Um, who's the guy backing up in Dallas right now? You Cooper think he, Rush? Go Cooper him? Cup? Which, which one? Which no, Cooper isn't is it? Cooper, isn't Cooper Cup the wide receiver in the Rams? Is he the tight end? With Baker Mayfield coming through. Baker, no, yeah, Baker, you know, I, I suggested getting Baker like this. Actually, past might work season. out for L.A. getting him because I'm pretty sure Matthew Stafford's. I have to imagine he's going to retire. Yeah, and I mean, they they did that just kind of like to screw with the 49ers. They're like, we're going to get this guy so you can't get him. But it uh, might work out because he could. I mean, if he does well, he could be their quarterback because they're going to need one if uh, if Stafford retires. I know, very true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't see – I think Lamar is out at least – like they said, one to three weeks. I don't see him coming back before the third week. And at that point, do you risk bringing him back for the last two games? I don't know. Um, I think it all depends. I really do. Um, it was a crazy game to watch on Sunday. I don't think any anybody was expecting the third-string QB to, to be in there. But he held his own. He did really good. Um 
but I think this might be the the last we see of Lamar this these last couple games. Guy just can't stay right, so healthy. Where is unfortunately. he next year? I think you know Atlanta is looking for a QB. Probably I can see him going there. Maybe New England could see him going there. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Um, no, thank H- you though. Houston, I think Houston's probably looking for a good QB. Whoever whoever is willing to pay the amount that he has in his head, uh, I think that's where Didn't he, he want to go, go to Miami. Yeah, but they're not. They're look what Tua is doing with them right now. Tua ain't going anywhere. Oh. Maybe y'all can make a trade. No, I mean I don't see Tua going anywhere. I don't, and I think they're happy with him as the QB one. So Lamar ain't going to back anybody up. So I don't know. I, I don't think Lamar and the Ravens are uh, a match made in heaven. I'll say that. I think that he's kind of. He's probably hitting the road after this year. It's been fun. It has been a good 2019 was a great year to watch some Ravens football, but it's been rough ever since then. So um, I don't know if they can get something in return for him, though. I mean, they lost a second round draft pick to get Roquan Smith. So maybe we can get a second round draft pick back or a first round draft pick or something like that. That would be great. So we'll see what happens. But I don't see Lamar's QB one in Baltimore after this year. Anyway. If uh, if you enjoyed listening to What the Puck, make sure you tell people about us. Let people know on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and Reddit and Snapchat and Twitch and TikTok and Discord and Hive, anywhere you're social on the web or with your phone. Say, I'm a Washington Capitals fan. I listen to What the Puck, and you should too. Don't forget, leave us an Apple Podcast review. Rate us over on Spotify. And let's go over the games until we talk again on Tuesday. December 13th, the Capitals are in Chicago up against the Blackhawks, and you can watch that one. This is a national game. Oh, it's gonna it's a late start. Late uh, night nine start. O'clock. That's annoying. 9 o'clock, and you can watch that on ESPN. And then on Thursday, December 15th, the Capitals are back home. Actually, you know, we didn't talk about this. Maybe we should bring it up. Uh, they only have three away games for the rest of the year. So that's pretty good to have that. We have six with six six at home so that's good they've been on the road a lot they can finish out 2022 with six home games that's great 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 for them they're gonna rest up if you can if you can bank some points playing games at home as you uh get ready for the you know second half of the season or whatever it is uh maybe not quite second half a little more than that but uh you know finish the the month strong get as many points as you can and uh start making some noise Yes. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Let's make some noise, boys. But uh, December 15th, it's Thursday. Caps are welcome the Dallas Stars to town. The Holtby Less Dallas Stars. Uh, you can watch that game. It's on at 7 o'clock. You can watch that on NBC Sports Washington. And then on Saturday, December 17th, the Capitals welcome the Toronto Maple Leafs to town. That game's at 7 o'clock. You can watch that on the NHL Network or on NBC Sports Washington. And as a Ravens fan, this is great. The Ravens play at 4 against Cleveland. The Caps are against Toronto at 7. There's my Saturday night. I'll be enjoying a couple glasses of Pink Whitney while I'm watching those games. And then on Monday... What's that? I said, screw Ryan Whitney. Makes a good vodka. What can I say? Spearing douche. Well, yeah, but still, pick Whitney's the best. (laughs) Uh, On Monday, December 19th, the Capitals welcome Detroit, the Red Wings, 
to D.C. That game's at 7 o'clock, and you can watch that on NBC Sports Washington. And then Coach Dan and I will be back at some point between the 20th and 21st. I don't know when we'll record, but uh, we'll be back at that point. We'll talk about it later. Getting a show early this week, guys. How cool is that? All right, so that is it for the show this week. Coach Dan, feel better, buddy? Hope you're doing all right. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, say it loud, say it proud. Get well soon, Coach. This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by DJ Wolfman. Voiceover by Sarah Jacks. For more information, go to brandocash.com.